0: Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Suparikshit Maharaj has left everything when he heard the news of his curse to die within seven days and he has come to the banks of Ganga. But for a devotee, Lord Krishna always makes the best possible arrangements when they are born, when they live in this world and even when they leave this world. The event in Parikshit Maharaj's life was already predicted before. So when he left his palace and came to the bank of Kanga, determined to fast till death and absorb his mind in hearing and chanting the, hearing the glories of the Lord, the news of this spread quickly throughout the universe. And on the plea of making a pilgrim's journey, all the great sages, all the divine souls came there along with their disciples, knowing that Srimad Bhagavatam would be spoken by Shukdev Goswami. So they knew the future. And Srimad Bhagavatam is such an important scripture and listening to Srimad Bhagavatam is the highest beneficial activity. The most important activity that they left everything behind and came down to Parikshit Maharaj's place on the banks of Ganga and to sit there till he left this world, till the Bhagavatam was heard. So that should send a message across to all of us that when we get an opportunity to hear Srimad Bhagavatam, everything else can be left aside. This is the only thing and the spiritual credits that we acquire by listening to Srimad Bhagavatam or the time, energy, resources spent in the remembrance and the service of Lord Krishna, the Supreme Lord, this is the only thing that will go with us, that will stay with us. So who all came? muni Vyasadeva, Bhrigu Rishi, Sage Vashishta, Parashar, Atri, Vishwamitra, Angira, Parashuram, Bharadwaj, Gautam, Chyavana, Sharadwan, Uttaya, Maitreya, Aurova and innumerable other sages and great kings also came. Maharaj Parikshit received everyone properly and then bowed his head in the hopes of being excused of all offences before departing from this world and we should also learn from this that before we leave this world we should beg forgiveness from all those whom we think we might have offended so that we go with a clean record after all had been comfortably seated King Parikshit stood before them with folded hands and said he said look at his consciousness he's not blaming the sages son is not blaming the sage he's not complaining he's not cribbing he's not depressed he has accepted it as the mercy of the Lord that's the vision of an evolved devotee he sees everything as the arrangement of the Lord which is a fact every moment Moment, every event in a devotee's life is orchestrated by the Lord personally. So we should learn to accept whatever come, comes into our life wholeheartedly, with gratitude. So He says, He tells the sages, the supreme Lord who is the supreme controller has kindly overtaken me in the form of a brahmanas curse. So He seeing curse also as another manifestation of Krishna. And He says the Lord has done this out of His causeless mercy for I had become too attached to family life and royal opulence, which is not true, but that's his humility. O Brahmanas, please accept me as a completely surrendered soul, for I have already taken the lotus feet of the Lord into my heart. Let Takshak, the snake bird, bite me at once, if it be so ordained for me, for my only desire is that you continue speaking about the glories of the Supreme Lord Vishnu. I offer my obeisances unto all of you, and I pray that if I have to be born again within this material world, my attachment for Lord Krishna will remain intact, and may I may have the association of devotees. This is what he is asking for. Even if I have to be born again, but I just want one thing, that my attachment to Krishna stays intact, and my always, uh, I may stay in the association of devotees. I've come here to sit down and fast until death and so i beg you to instruct me for my highest welfare even though parikshit maharaj knew what he wanted to do what he needed to do what he was supposed to do but out of humility because these sages are great souls senior by birth age sort of humility he is asking them to guide him that's a humble soul even if he knows everything he still seeks guidance after saying this, Maharaj Pariksit sat down on an asan. And when the demigods in the heavens they realized the king's determination, they showered flowers with great satisfaction upon him. They, they beat drums and danced in ecstasy. Because they knew the king was going to attain the highest destination, so they were also very happy. The sages that were assembled they also praised the king and uh, they glorified his family, that it is not astonishing that you have renounced your royal position to attain the eternal kingdom of God, eternal association of Krishna. And we shall also stay here unless you pass away from this mortal body and thus attain the highest abode. They were also willing to stay. So King Parikshit wanted to hear about Krishna because our consciousness gets molded by the kind of sound vibration we are exposed to so he wanted to only hear about the Lord and that's absorb his consciousness completely in Krishna and he asked them you have kindly assembled here from all over the universe and are naturally inclined to do good to others please tell me what is the unalloyed duty of everyone in all circumstances and especially of those who are just about to die what is the highest duty, of people in general and especially those who are about to depart from this world. So Maharaj Parikshit knew very well that devotional service to Lord Krishna is the eternal duty of everyone, the scriptures also prescribe. But he wanted to get the unanimous confirmation from the sages, so that he could carry on with his Krishna conscious duties without controversy. But just like doctors will differently diagnose the same patient, So it appears that uh, the great sages also put forward various opinions. So at that time as the sages were discussing as to what was the best course of action for King Parikshit, the great, effulgent, powerful Shukadeva Goswami who was just 16 years old, he appeared upon the scene by the will of Lord Krishna. Shukadeva Goswami happened to be the son, the illustrious son of the divine sage Vyasadeva. He moved around naked and therefore he was also misunderstood by people. People would make fun of him but he was so absorbed in the remembrance of the Lord, he was unaware of his external surroundings. Unaffected. So when Vyasadeva, his wife, was expecting a child, Shukadeva Goswami was within her womb. He knew that his son would leave home as soon he as he, he was born. So while Shukdev was within his mother's womb, Vyasadeva had taught him Srimad Bhagavatam. And he knew his son was completely detached from material affairs and therefore he was the best candidate for assimilating the message of Bhagavatam. Now when Shukadeva Goswami was within the mother's womb, Vyasadeva wanted him to come out but he stayed within his mother's womb for 12 years so this was a problem and when Dev spoke to him that why don't you come out he said I won't come out unless I become free from the influence of the illusory potency of the Lord Maya Shakti till I am completely free so Dev said but you will not be affected I promise you yeah. so <coughs> And he blessed him that he will be in free from the influence of Maya. But the child did not have faith in his father's words. Since he saw his father was still attached to wife and children. So this was a big problem. So Vyasudev went to Dwarka brought Krishna. Then Krishna promised him that you will be able to surpass the influence of Maya. You don't worry, come out. Then upon Krishna's assurance, this child, Shukdev Goswami, came out. And he was grown up already. He wasn't born like ordinary children. And as soon as he was born, he left home. And Vyasadeva kept following him, crying out of desperation. My son, my son, please come back. But Sukadeva Goswami, without wearing any clothes, only dressed in four directions. Like a Navaduta, transcendental person, just left home, totally detached. So he was passing a few girls was passing by a lake where few girls who were taking bath and they also naturally in the villages the girls have their own place of bathing so they were not wearing too many clothes so when Shukdev Goswami passed by who was naked they looked at him he looked at them and he just uh, kept going when vyasadeva came the girls suddenly started covering themselves so vyasadeva said what is this my son who is of your age you didn't cover yourself when he uh, went, uh, I mean, when he visited, when he went by. And uh, I am your father's age, maybe grandfather, and you are feeling embarrassed see me, seeing me. The girl said, because when we looked at your son, we could see that he's not seeing our bodies, he's on a transcendental platform, he's totally oblivious to the uh, differentiation between male and female, he only sees the soul aspect. Whereas you, as a grihastha, you make such distinctions, so we are therefore embarrassed and covering ourselves. So that was the caliber of Shukdev Goswami, and he kept moving around like a naked madman, and therefore people misunderstood him. Also, the the ladies, the children at Hastinapur, they made fun of him. They threw dirt over him. They spat on him. They. Uh, abused him but Shukdev Goswami with a smile on his face just kept walking. And this is the time when he suddenly arrives at this spot where King Parikshit and the other sages are seated and the sages were discussing as to what was the best course of action for King Parikshit. And that's when Shukdev Goswami arrives. And when Shukadeva Goswami arrives, all the sages, all the kings including Parikshit Maharaj Suddenly stood up, they couldn't keep sitting. That was the power of the purity and the effulgence of Shukdev Goswami, even though he was just 16 years old. But in spiritual life, the age is not a deciding factor of somebody's spiritual advancement. One is considered superior and senior according to his spiritual advancement. Shukdev Goswami was extremely advanced. He is a pet parrot of Srimati Rani. descended from Goloka, specially to disseminate the message of Srimad Bhagavatam. So except Narada Vyasa and few others, everybody stood up because Narada Vyasa they are senior to him. And when all these ladies and children who were following Sh- Shukadeva Goswami making fun of him, uh, thinking him to be a madman, when they saw such a reception for Shukadeva Goswami and all all the great sages, and including their king Parikshit, he also stood up to offer him respect. They suddenly stopped. They realized he's such a great, some great personality, and they just left the place. Then they realized their mistake, and Shukdev Goswami's uh, special, uh, you can say, powers or position. And Shukdev Goswami immediately came and he sat uh, on a seat in front of Parikshit and the other sages. Now, Shukadeva Goswami was the kind of person who was so detached, he would not stay in one place for more than the time it took to milk a cow. He would have little milk and then move on. But here he was, voluntarily coming here, and willing to sit here and speak to the king, till he left this world for seven days, seven nights. And he was the most perfect speaker to speak Krishna Katha, because he, as the pet parrot of Shrimati Radharani, has received immense blessings of Shrimati Radharani. Only a person who has received these special blessings of Radharani and completely blessed by her can actually speak about Krishna uh, effectively. Because Shrimati Radharani and all those blessed by him are the only ones who can understand Krishna and Krishna's glories, and they are the empowered souls who can. Uh, spread this message and glories of Krishna. And what to speak of uh, a person like Shukdev Goswami. Shrimati Radharani personally feeds him, makes him chant Krishna's names, and he was sent with this mission only from Golok Prindavan. And therefore, he was willing to sit and speak to King Parikshit. He also understood his mission. After bowing down to offer his respects. Parikshit Maharaj welcomed with folded hands and inquired from Shukdev Goswami with sweet words. He welcomed Shukdev Goswami. And when Shukdev Goswami came and sat, the whole environment, the atmosphere became very calm and grave. Vyasadeva sat on the exalted seat offered to him and thereafter, he appeared just like the moon surrounded by innumerable stars. That was the strength of his purity. Saparikshit so Maharaj spoke in sweet words. O brahmana, your presence has sanctified us. This is how we should also receive a saintly person, a devotee of the Lord, especially a very advanced devotee of the Lord. O brahmana, your presence has sanctified us. We should feel fortunate when we are visited by the Lord's sincere surrendered servants. Simply by remembering you, one can become instantly purified. And so what to speak of seeing you, touching you, washing your holy feet and offering you a seat. Your appearance here is certainly a manifestation of Lord Krishna's mercy upon me. We don't get the association of the Lord's devotees without the mercy of the Lord. So we should be very grateful. You are the supreme spiritual master of the great sages and devotees. And so I beg you to explain to us the path of perfection for all persons. And especially for those who are about to die. The same question. What should a man hear about, chant, remember and worship? And what should he refrain from doing? Shukadeva Goswami replied, My dear King, Your question is glorious because it is very beneficial for all kinds of people. So when discussions about Lord Krishna take place, They don't just purify the speaker but the hearer and the and the person who is asking questions. All get purified, the overall atmosphere gets purified. These discussions are the only auspicious things: the chanting of the Lord's names loudly and singing or discussing his glories. These are the two most auspicious activities for the whole world. Jagan Mangalam. They bring auspiciousness auspiciousness to the whole world. So therefore. We should try to be a part of these two activities more and more, either in organizing, facilitating, or participating. Wherever we get the opportunity, we should accept it wholeheartedly. So, Shukdev Goswami congratulated Parikshit. He says, My dear King, your question is glorious because it is very beneficial for all kinds of people. The answer to this question is the prime subject matter for hearing. Materially engrossed people have many subjects for hearing because they are blind to the knowledge of the absolute truth. During the day they work hard to earn money and at night they pass their time in sensual pleasures and sleep. Although the truth is right before their eyes, such materially engrossed persons do not see their inevitable destruction. So what should one do? One who desires to become freed from all material miseries must hear about, glorify. Remember this very, very important. This is a message to all of us. One who desires to become freed from all material miseries. This is for all of us. He must hear about, glorify and remember the Supreme Personality of Godhead. For the highest perfection is to remember Lord Narayan at the end of life. Life is a preparation, death is the examination. The last thoughts will decide where we go. That's the kind of destination we get. But the last thoughts, the consciousness at our last stage will depend on what we've done throughout our life. So if we can remember the Lord at the last moment, that means we are going to His abode, Vaikuntha, Goloka, that means we are liberated. So how we leave this world will decide whether we have lived our life successfully or or it's been a failure. So the highest perfection, Shukdev Goswami says, is to remember Lord Narayan at the end of life. So we should live in such a way that we are able to remember the Lord constantly so that at the end of our life also we will be able to remember Him and thus transcend this cycle of birth and death, get liberated, go beyond the material realm to the spiritual world, our real home, where we belong. So Shukdev Goswami said, at the end of Dwapar Yuga, I studied this great literature, Srimad Bhagavatam, from my father. Even though I was a perfectly liberated soul, I became attracted by the transcendental pastimes of the Lord for further advancement. Because you are a sincere devotee of Lord Krishna, I will now recite Srimad Bhagavatam for the chanting of the holy name and glories of the Lord is the doubtless and fearless means of spiritual success. As I always say, we just need to do two things and our life will be successful. We will make smooth spiritual advancement because spiritual realization is the goal of life, human life, self-realization, God-realization. And that's possible just by doing these two simple activities, chanting the Lord's names, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, 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 Hare Hare. And regularly hearing His glories or studying His glories from the Srimad Bhagavatam. Sukadev Goswami says, This is the doubtless and fearless means of spiritual success. What is the use of a prolonged life devoid of Krishna consciousness? Sukadeva Goswami says. King Khatwang freed himself from the bondage of material life in a moment by taking complete shelter of the Supreme Lord. King Khatwang fought on behalf of devatas and the war went on for a long time. He won it for them. At the end of the war, the devatas wanted to give him a benediction. He said, how much time do I have? They said, one moment only left for you. Within that one moment, he just remembered Krishna and thus he passed from away from this world and attained the supreme perfection. As I said, the last thoughts decide where we go. So, Shukadeva Goswami is giving that example. What is the use of a prolonged life? Even trees live for long. But what is the point? What is the use of a prolonged life divided of God consciousness, Krishna consciousness? Look at King Ghatavanga. In one moment, he perfected his life. So, that means he says... A short life of devotion is better than long life devoid of devotion or devotional service to Krishna. My dear king, you are more fortunate because you have at least seven days to prepare yourself for death. At the end of life, one must be bold enough to fearlessly cut off all attachment to the material body and all desires that pertain to it. That means one must completely absorb his consciousness in the divine In remembering and hearing and chanting the divine name, fame, qualities and pastimes of Krishna, the Supreme Lord. That way we shall attain perfection. And now Shukadeva Goswami proceeds to explain to King Parikshit how those who are materialistic, how can they begin their spiritual journey. And then he goes on to discuss various other topics. Now the Srimad Bhagavat narration uh, from Shukadeva Goswami's mouth starts so Bhagavat is a narration within a narration we started with the uh, sages seeking answers to their questions from Suta Goswami and Suta Goswami is explaining how Shukdev Goswami spoke to Parikshit. so that is now happening so we shall now continue in the next podcast thank you